There we go. The housing market brings out the best in people right now. Oh, Cassie just said something so funny to me offline. <laughs> and then I'm like, three, two, one. <laughs> just instantly rolled into it. Uh, yeah, I have a hot date with the grocery store later today. So I figured we'd kick this bad boy off. That's it. <laughs> Hi, oh. um, everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Oddities. I'm Cassie. Hi, Mana. And welcome back to Strange Town. And check out our description for our social media information and our merch shop. And if you'd like to donate to our show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you donate to our show, you get a bonus episode every week. You can donate as low as a dollar a month. But yeah. That's right. Also, uh, if you guys listened to last week, you know we're double recording. That's why this bitch is starting out hot. <laughs> doubling up, doubling up from me to you. So, <laughs> we're ready. I'm, I'm crying. I'm breaking you right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. Oh, well, how, how are you? How am I? Fine, except I didn't save a fucking thing to talk about for this week, as per usual. So. Oh, actually, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. If you could be a hat oh, or glasses on a famous person's head, who's, whose head are you picking? Oh my gosh, well, like... Okay, would it be out of character for like the person to wear the hat, or does is that like your like I can just be a hat on somebody's head and it's fine? No, like yeah, you let's just say they they would wear a hat. Okay. Oh. Now I'm drawing a blank on who wears hats and who wears glasses. My immediate thought was I would love to be Dame Judy Dench's glasses. That could be cool. Because oh. I would love to see what she does on the off hours. Well, you know who wears a hat a lot? The Uh-oh. Queen of England wears a hat a lot. They're always wearing she their sure fascinators. Does. So maybe sign me up for my girl. See what she's been up wow. to behind closed doors, you know? That's a great one. Yeah. Plus, I get to hang out with her corgis. Learn a lot of palatial does secrets. Does she still have any? Yeah, so she didn't want any more. And then somebody gifted her one. So now she has like one or maybe two. <laughs> she might have gotten a friend for it, so... Can you imagine being like, I don't want anymore, and somebody was like, here's a corgi. I'd be like, fuck you, Surprise, bro. bitch. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. I feel Thank like the, the idea of glasses is interesting because then you're like, what What are people reading? Like, you know? That's true. Dame Judi Dench, I feel like, would, I hope she just reads wild shit I figure on if, her if, off hours. Yeah, that's true. She probably does. Um, she seems like a hoot. Oh, for sure. I love her. I think she's great. Have you seen this thing yeah. on? Ti- I don't know if it's on TikTok, but like her grandson posts videos where he he gets pissed off because he always asks her a riddle or a joke, and she gets it right every time, and then he gets pissed. <laughs> really <laughs> I think funny. I, saw I think this. it's Judy Dench. I think yeah. I saw this because that would be who that would be what happens. Of course, of course. That's I really love her. Cool. She's That's great. That's a good question. Hadn't had never ever considered that. Yeah, I and otherwise, what am I doing? 
What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like for the rest of the day, although it's really, so we're doubling up, we pre-record. It's the 20th of March today, and it's really gotten gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's nice. Today it's going to be cold here, though. Yesterday was beautiful for us. Today it's going to be in the 40s and rainy. But yesterday was beautiful. It was like high 60s here. There was a little rain on and off, but not bad. We had some sunny, sunny bits. We had a thunderstorm rolling in the middle of the night I last night. I love thunderstorms at night. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're the Nighty best. Nighty nook nook. We were watching Julie and Julia last night, mm, which I've mm-hmm. seen before. Meryl Streep is just a treat. Oh, my God, yeah. And what did I watch recently that was such a... Ah, uh, well, there's two things, but carry on. You go on first. Sorry. Oh no, I feel like that's that's all we that's the only thing. Otherwise I've just been watching children's movies. I watched Seeing Red or Being Red. Turning Red. We watched that too Turning the other red. night. It was cute. <laughs> it was so cute. It was really cute. And I'm glad she kept well, I, I won't give a spoiler. The other thing we've been watching, which is just a fun twist for everybody, is mm-hmm. it's on Netflix right now. It's supermarket sweep. <laughs> Supermarket Sweeps on Netflix? From the 90s. Yes, it's amazing. I love Supermarket Sweep. I didn't know it was on Netflix. We've been watching like an episode or two before bed. (laughs) I fucking loved Supermarket Sweep. can I say how outrageous it is to see how prices have changed since then? Dude, I I can't. And like these people are fucking amped because they've won like $6,000. And I like looked it up and I'm like, no wonder. That's literally like it would be double that today. It's it's fucking crazy. Absurd. Bananas. But I love supermarkets. Dude, get on it. And I think it's, I mean, by this point, it'll be out. But I think season two of Bridgerton comes out, which I'm pretty sure I talked about on an episode that I read the whole book in a night, the whole second book in a night. So now I'm invested. It comes out this week. It comes out March 25th. I'm going to yeah. binge it. Oh, I'm definitely going to. I'm getting on a plane this weekend, which means that's that's going to be my whole ride home. There it is. There it is. There it is. Excellent. Yeah. Wow, so we did have something to talk about then. Bravo, especially we, you. We nailed it. Crushed that. Crushed it! And we didn't have any technical difficulties the way we did last time. Holy shit. Last episode? Oh. I don't even know what happened. Well, you guys will hear it, but hopefully I'll have edited it into something normal. <laughs> oh my god. I... <laughs> yeah, good luck. Um, I'm leaving in some of the insanity because I remember just being like, oh, I'm looking at a triangle with an exclamation mark in it. Yeah, I was like, hello? Hello? My favorite thing is when we have technical difficulties and we can't hear each other, but then when we go back to record it, I love hearing what you're saying and what I'm saying. (laughs) Just endless confusion. I know. (laughs) Chaos. Um, That's right. So this this week is, I'm assuming, a lighter episode compared to last week. It is. Um, mine yeah. is like a strange phenomenon. Some say paranormal nature. Others don't. What is yours? Mine is a strange building that some say in paranormal nature and some don't. Oh my gosh, we like... We, like, matched up without trying. How cool is that? And mine's an odd fam suggestion. Thank you, Megan. Ooh, thanks, Megan. Ooh, okay, well, why don't you... I started last week, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. 
wow, we remember to. Dude, we are on fucking fire right now. <laughs> snap, 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 snap. Okay, why don't you kick us off this week then? <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a fucking wild one, y'all. Woo! We're here for it. And we've talked a lot about buildings absorbing shit. So we I think have. that this is will be very interesting. I'm doing the Selnus Rathaus. Wow, I was wondering how that was pronounced. I don't know if I did it right, but I think I did. It was I convincing. It was convincing to me. So it's 200 miles west of Berlin, and today it's a town hall, but there was some wild shit happening. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It translates to the new town hall of Sel, and construction began in 1869, finishing in 1872. It initially housed the 2nd Hanover Infantry Regiment, and after 1919, the Reichswehr, translated to Realm Defense, moved in. So the edifice contains 300 rooms, and it could accommodate up to 1,200 soldiers. Damn. That's a fuckload of people. Yeah, that's a lot. With even more accommodations for 200 officers. And there are five additional underground levels that enhance the capacity of the 10-story building. Jesus, and now they're just using it as a town hall? Yeah. This is like a big-ass building. Okay. Yeah, it's huge. All right. So, the town hall's history before World War II is relatively uneventful. Okay. Here we go. But But then does that change? All right. Oh, boy, we take a sharp left. So, during Hitler's rise to power, the Rathaus evolved into a military headquarters for the SS. But it wasn't until the site housed Allied soldiers that initial reports of paranormal things began after the war. Uh Uh-oh. So as the Allies were closing in, they realized that the Nazis had flooded and sealed the lower floors of the Selnus Rathaus with concrete. That's weird, but okay. Very suspicious and a touch spookalaboogala. Very spookalaboogala. So, because the Nazis had stolen artworks and precious artifacts during the war, they thought that priceless treasures would exist in the building's lower levels. Understand? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. The commanding officer on site, Lieutenant General Brian Horrocks, ordered a dive expedition to investigate the lower levels of the structure. On the 15th of April, 1945, three divers went down at three separate points, each tethered by a line. I got to tell you, even reading that sentence sets off the claustrophobia in my body. Oh, my God. We watched the movie about people diving through caves, and I wanted to die. You got to be... You have to be a brave I will never understand to do this. No, we can't. We can't have this. We, We just can't. After 30 minutes... Only one diver resurfaced. What? What happened to the other two? So here's what the diver claimed, right? Oh, my God. Okay. He oh, claims, so, oh, so they went in at different points, but they could, like, meet up in there. Okay, I got it. I'm, ca- I'm following. Carry on. So the diver claimed that he saw many sigils etched onto the walls of the first and second floors, including pentagrams and other occult symbols. When he swam into the third floor, because remember, there's five. Yes. When he swam into the third floor, he reportedly came across mutilated bodies strapped to chairs. Oh, this was more more than the divers like bargained for. I feel like they were like, we're going to see some paintings or something. And then they this guy got this. Okay, I would have been like, oh, 
the the fact that he went any further. Yeah, I would have been like, well, that's enough. Time to resurface. Uh, like, oh, I'm coming up. We don't need to keep. We, we don't not, need this. Nothing here is of interest. <laughs> uh, no, no. We should. Mind this our is damn no longer, business. That's what that's we right. need to do. Yep. This is no longer our business. Let's carry on <laughs> elsewhere. So he saw vivisection navels, missing limbs, and apparently a- animal appendages attached to people. Oh, this feels very American horror story, but in Germany. In Germany. Specifically, he saw heads of goats sewn or grafted onto human bodies. Oh, big Satan stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Apparently, this practitioners of yeah, apparently practitioners of occult rituals that involved the the summing or configuration of a dark spirit believe that the mutilation of a host body can make the transition for the spirit easier. Can't say I follow the logic, but okay. Nope, definitely don't. Nope. But basically, the wound inflicted in the wicked act allows the conjugation to possess or enter the body with less resistance. That sentence is horrible. Could we not just, like, prick their finger? Like, there's an opening. Like, let's just, you know, why, why do we got to do whatever the hell else is going on here? That just seems excessive. Well, I think we're taking it Why too do you far. get have to... Right. Why do animals have to be involved? Like, what are we doing What are we here? doing? What are we... Once again, what are we doing? We doing. Okay. So this man who resurfaced was reportedly one of the most experienced divers in the world at that time and required sedation when he emerged. Jesus. Because he was losing his shit. He probably submerged. I bet you he got the bends. He probably submerged or uh, reemerged too quickly. He was probably like, fuck this. You know? He said that it was as if the mutilated bodies were moving in the flooded rooms. They were like, he thought that they were like writhing in their chairs trying to get out. Oh, not just he like also your claimed, typical, like, water movement. Okay. I guess. He also claimed that that he felt as if there was a dark form chasing him through the water on his ascent. He refused to ever dive again, and the other two divers' bodies were never recovered. What? Although the tether lines attached to them were. Oh, my God! So they became untethered? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? This is crazy. Is this true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. And th- this guy, who's, like, one of the most skilled divers in the world, uh, uh, presumably did this for a living. Just was like, nope, I'm done. Wow, that's yeah. some shit. He's the, he's the most skilled diver in the world at that time, basically. Yeah, and he's like, one of them. we're tapping out. And he's like, this is the this is the epitome of this isn't my business anymore. He's like, yeah, I'm he, done here. He comes up, and he's just like, nine. <laughs> Just uh, no, he's an American. He's oh, on he the was American. Side. Oh, I missed that. Oh, oh, I missed that. I'm sorry. Okay, no, that's all right. He, he might have he said might it have anyway. Come up and Who said knows? Nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on the 21st of April 1945, the British forces formally occupied the zone, and the subterranean levels were resealed with concrete. They were like, no longer our business. We're not interested. Not today. Not today. They were like, and not today, enough. Satan. The demon can stay in if he's got concrete over him. Exactly. As soon as Cell's city was liberated, the Rothhaus served as rotating barracks for Allied units moving through Germany and for those stationed in the Cell region. And after World War II, the most massive movement of people in recorded history took place in Germany with 11 million displaced. And Cell Neues Rathaus took in many of those people. Because hmm. okay. it's such a big fucking building. It's huge, yeah. And during the Cold War, the building became a permanent barracks for NATO troops. 
soldiers began to report paranormal activities occurring. So here we go. Oh, boy. An English infantryman named Stephen Daly said that on his first night in the barracks, he awoke to sounds and silhouettes of formation of men marching past his window. No. But because this was... He, this was his first night. Yeah. He was just like, oh, this isn't that unusual because we're NATO patrols and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It didn't occur to him that it was weird until he awoke the next morning and remembered that his room was on the second floor with the window more than 10 feet off the ground. Oh, fuck. I was going to say, I bet you he's on a different floor. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. Okay. So... Daly went on to serve in cell for four years in the 1980s and experienced things like the sounds of jackboots in empty hallways or on the parade ground when most of the force was on leave. There was reports of sounds of hushed German voices in vacated or locked rooms. Okay. And a private by the name of Martin Fox awoke abruptly one night to find his bed levitating eight feet off the ground. Oh, that's After high. After he realized it was... After he realized it wasn't a prank, he panicked, and the bed came crashing down. Jesus. It was not uncommon for enlisted men to return to find their previously cleaned and secured rooms vandalized throughout this time. And there were also reports of shadowy figures in hallways and corners. Some men even claimed to have awoken to find entities hovering over their beds at night. No. On the higher levels of the rat house, some rooms had pentagrams and odd symbols etched into the floors or walls, and official documents noted that the barracks had an unexplainable spike, inexplicable, I should say, spike in medical discharges during the 80s. Many of these resulted from psychological evaluations that determined men were depressed, schizophrenic, or suffering from acute anxiety conditions. Wow, this place is spookala bookala. Mm-hmm. Is... So I'm going to talk about some theories and then because I'm very interested in what you think. Okay. So Nazi forces often use large bodies of water to destroy evidence of war crimes or hide treasures from early in the war. Beyond general fatigue, there are extreme dangers inherent in exploring underground spaces. So we have to assume that when the Allied forces closed in, that this diver, he's probably been doing this for a while. Yes. I'm sure he's very tired. Yes. So, this is true of the confined and claustrophobic areas, including the basement levels of the rat house. It is possible that the two divers who went missing became trapped somewhere and perished in the depths. Okay. They, I'm going to surmise they could have gotten lost. Yeah. Especially if they became untethered. Yeah. As for the survivor, when someone dives for extended periods, a person can experience the harmful effects of pressure and carbon dioxide in the blood. There you have and it. And this can actually cause the otherwise normal chemicals in the body to act as poisons. So he may have experienced this and seen things that weren't there, suffering intense hallucinations or vertigo. This chemical process is called nitrogen narcosis and is well documented now by modern divers and doctors. So... He may have come up and really believed he's seen all those things. He saw all those things. But they're saying maybe he didn't. Mm. But, of course, this story spread like wildfire, and then right. the haunting stories began. And the only thing that hasn't been done that would put this whole situation to bed is the subterranean levels of the Sela Neus Rathaus remain sealed and flooded. So who's to say? Well, I think they should unseal them and unflood them. 
I think it's wild that when they came back in, they were like, nah, just seal this bitch up. We don't need it. I love that. It's not our business. We don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah, so... But I do wonder if there's not this stuff, what kind of artwork is down there or whatever they have stolen. Well, you see, I'm kind of on both sides of this, right? So... It's interesting, isn't it? Walk with me a moment. Okay. I don't know what diving equipment was like back then. 30 minutes, though, now Uh is not necessarily an outrageous amount of time to be diving. Not enough to where somebody would theoretically become so fatigued and, like, so... Like, their carbon dioxide and all this shit would be, like, so crazy that they would be hallucinating. Mm. But this was a long time ago, so I don't really know anything about what equipment was like. But 30 minutes to me isn't long enough going by today's standards for him to have all this shit. Also, I know that, like, there were a lot of really crazy, like, medical experiments and things going on Mm -hmm. by Nazi forces and things like that. So, like, the concept of, like, him seeing people, like, tied to chairs with, like, supposedly animal heads or whatever on them, like... It sounds pretty outrageous, but then I think about it, and I'm like, is it really that outrageous because of some of the shit they were doing? I really don't know. So I don't really know what to think. Also, with the other two, it's strange to me. Like, Again, the question I would ask is, how did they become untethered? If they got trapped somewhere or whatever, Like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. Um, That's the question to me, because I don't think that they would have untethered themselves unless both of them were hallucinating so wildly that they did it, but, like, that this guy didn't. I I don't know. Like, to me, it's there's, like, a lot of questions here that, like, I don't think I can really say. And if they're in, if this was... Sorry, go ahead. It's just weird to me that these two divers went in at different points and they both didn't resurface and they both became untethered. Like, that seems yeah. very odd to me. The fact that they both have, like, exactly the same thing going on is what's, but in two different parts is what's strange to me. If it was one of them yeah. and then the other came back or, like, right. they both died but one of them was still tethered. Like, I don't know. But the fact that it's, like, right. that's what's strange to me about it. Um, I don't know what to think. I, like, I definitely, I mean, we've talked about this before. I have no doubt there's a lot of spookula-bookula things that those walls have absorbed over mm-hmm. the years and everything else, so... I'm kind of like and believing the, it. This this for this building, it becomes now a question of is it really haunted mm-hmm. or, or are people just like latching onto this story and I feel like it's probably a blend. For sure. I think probably this has been dramatized over the years. I think that sure. like I but I wouldn't rule out that like when he went down there, he probably saw some crazy shit. But like I think over also, time... Also, if there are five floors yeah. and he only got to the third floor and was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, like, you know. But again, there's too many factors that I don't know about to really say what I truly think. But like, I think it could be yeah. haunted potentially if, if we were to believe in hauntings. Right. I think if there is going to be a building that's going to be haunted, it's going to be this fucking I would building. say this would check out for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's very creepy and weird, and I had no idea. Also, so they resealed that fully knowing that there's at least two, two bodies, bodies that they there. know of. And they're like, nope. They were like, bye. I would seal totally, it up. I would totally unseal it now, and I would drain it. You can drain it. They can pump that water out. I would just do it. I'm wondering why they haven't, honestly. I don't know. Maybe money. <laughs> maybe they can't get the funding for it. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just, but there's got to be wild shit down there. 
Well, I would go down there just to recover if there are any precious, like, artworks or anything. Or, chances are, though, they may have, like, recovered that shit and then flooded it. Like, they may have... Yeah. You know, they, they could have moved. If there was anything important down there, they could have moved it. And then, I don't know, but... It's, it's just, I mean, the quickest way for them to just be like, haha, you're not going to find anything, is just flood it and then seal it. Yeah. So it's... it's Interesting that they then sent those divers down there, and the divers were like, "What the hell?" But it's, I would, I would have assumed that story. somebody would have done some kind of rescue mission for those two divers, at least for their bodies. Uh, that's that seems weird to me. So I don't know. And their bodies were never found. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I. It's very spooky and weird. So thank you for that suggestion because that was a wild one. Yeah, that was big, uh, spooky, scary skeletons energy. I, I would it. love to go to this building. Yeah. Petition to drain that shit and see what the fuck's going on down there. I mean, any bodies would be totally decomposed at this point, but you find some but bones. It'd still be, f- and it'd be fucking what? I mean, there's at least two bodies down there. At least. At least. It, plus Mr. Goathead or whatever. So, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Theoretically. If he wasn't hallucinating. And, and even if... All that water's in there. If there's sigils etched into the wall, like yeah. you'll still find that shit. Yeah, for sure. Look at the Titanic. Well, now it's now it's withering away to nothing. But you know that's that's lasted a long, long time. They just found another boat in the Arctic. I think. Yeah, like, way um, under the water. Yeah, that guy's. Um, it, I feel like it's something with an S. I can't remember, but I read about it too. Yeah. I, yeah, and it's. I, I think that kind of shit's so interesting. As soon as they show you the pictures, you're like, Jesus! I considered underwater archaeology as a career for a period of time, and then I was like, that's so niche, I'm never going to get work. Marine, also, that's marine archaeology. Yeah. That's, that's a deep sea, man. You're, yeah, t- you're tempting the fates. I know. I, I would have been rolling the dice with that one. Oh, did we ever talk about... I don't think we ever talked about the tweet you sent me, which was like, what if aliens oh. come down only to... What if aliens come down and only talk to like the something in the ocean and then they leave? And then terrifying. I, I sent it to Anna and I was just like, oh, I've never considered this. That's so terrifying. That's like two of our spookiest things combined into one statement. What if? Like the aliens land, walk into the water, walk out and leave again. I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if I went deep enough in the water, I would just walk out too and be like, well, that's, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. <laughs> No longer my business. Not my problem. Seal it up. <laughs> not my chair, not my problem. Not my chair, not my problem. Um anyway, so thank well, you for that, that suggestion, Megan. Yeah, thanks, Megan. That was very cool. Uh it's a wild one. This is not an odd fam. This is one of my own original findings. And I covered Ooh. I covered something similar a little while back, and I was like, I wonder if there are other instances of things like this. So today I'm covering the Marfa lights. And if you remember, I, I covered like the, it's like the brown mountain ghost lights or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, in fact, there is something similar. So these are known as the Marfa ghost lights. They've been observed near U.S. Route 67 on Mitchell Flat, east of Marfa, Texas, in the United oh. States. Um, they've gained some fame as onlookers have attributed them to different paranormal phenomena like ghosts, UFOs, or even Will-O-The-Wisp. So, which is a, which is a Scottish thing, and it's like, well, why are they hanging out in Texas? But okay, so but okay, they seem a little lost. 
So, <laughs> yeah. So, supposedly, the Marfa lights of West Texas have been called many names throughout the years, like ghost lights, weird lights, mystery lights, the Chinati lights. Uh, the favorite place from which to view the lights is a widened shoulder on Highway 90, um, like nine miles or so east of Marfa. The lights are most often reported as distant spots of brightness distinguishable from ranch lights and auto automobile headlights on Highway 67, which is between Marfa and Presidio to the south, uh, primarily by their, like, strange movements. They're just, like, they, they move around very weirdly. So, um, classic sightings uh, usually happen south or southwest of the Marfa Lights Viewing Center, so they have a whole center dedicated to <laughs> which I oh want to go. Um, and they define the left margin of the viewing area as being aligned along the Big Bend Telephone Company Tower as viewed from the MLVC. And then the right margin is the Chinati Peak uh, when you look at it from the MLVC. There's also a Marfa Lights View Park, which is east of Marfa. And it's been said that you might just see mysterious orbs of light suddenly appear above desert foliage. These balls of light may remain stationary as they pulse. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> as they pulse on and off with intensity, varying from like very dim to almost blinding. Um, then, then again, they also might just like dart around the desert or perform splits and mergers. They're just like all over the place. And then light colors are usually considered to be yellow orange, but then there are other hues sometimes too, like green, blue, and red that have also been seen. And the Marfa mystery lights, or MLs, usually fly above desert vegetation, but below background mesas. So, here's a little history, okay? So, the first historical record of these lights was 1883. When a, oh, dear. Oh, yeah. When a young cowhand, Robert Reed Ellison... <laughs> oh, my God, it got better with his name. I know. Robert Reed Ellison, the young cowhand saw a flickering light while he was driving cattle through the Paisano Pass, and he wondered if it happened to be, like, a campfire from, like, a nearby Apache tribe or something like that. Other settlers told him that they had often seen the lights, but that when they investigated, they didn't find any ashes or evidence of any kind of campsite. Um, Joe and Ann Humphreys uh, next reported seeing the lights in 1885, and both stories appear in Cecilia Thompson's book, History of Marfa and Presidio County, Texas, 1535 to 1946. And that was published oh, in 1985. Boy. That's oh. a mouthful, that book title. So, Sure is. Prior to that, the first published account of the lights actually appeared in the July 1957 issue of Coronet Magazine. In 1976, Elton Miles' Tales of the Big Bend included stories dating back to the 19th century and a photograph of the Marfa lights by a local rancher. Um, <clears throat> in another work, uh, an author by the name of Bunnell lists 34 Marfa light sightings from 1945 all the way through 2008, which isn't that many sightings when you consider that length of time. No, it's not. <laughs> Monitoring stations were put in place starting in 2003, and um, now that they they've identified like an average of nine and a half mysterious light sightings on 5.25 nights per year. Gotta love scientists. Okay. I know. So, um, but this person believes that 
The monitoring stations may only be finding half of the Marfa lights in that exist within Mitchell Flat. So they're they're saying, okay, actually, there's double this amount. So here are some various. I found some various explanations for this because, you know, we love to explain stuff away. So number one, atmospheric phenomena. There's a skeptic by the name of Brian Dunning. He notes that the designated view park for the lights, uh, which is a roadside park on the south side of U.S. Route 90, which is like nine miles east of Marfa, is the site of Marfa Army Airfield, where tens of thousands of personnel were stationed between 1942 and 47, training American and allied pilots. And this massive field was used for years as a regional airport with daily airline Mm. service. Uh, Since the Marfa um, AAF, the Army Airfield, and its satellite fields were... um, constantly patrolled by sentries they consider it unlikely that any unusual phenomena would remain unobserved and unmentioned according to dunning the most likely explanation is that the lights are some sort of mirage caused by sharp temperature gradients between cold and warm layers of air which would be consistent with this region um and marfa is at an elevation of 4688 feet above sea level and temperature differentials of 40 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit between high and low temperatures are very common. Isn't that okay? That's a huge range of temperatures. That's way too big of a range. Explanation number two, car lights, which is the exact same thing as what the other lights were. Also like train (laughs) lights for that one. So May, 2004, a group from the society of physics students at the university of Texas at Dallas spent four days investigating and recording lights uh, that were observed southwest of the view park, uh, and they used traffic volume monitoring equipment, video cameras, binoculars, and chase cars, and their report made the following conclusions. One, U.S. Highway 67 is clearly visible from the Marfa Lights viewing location. Two, the frequency of lights southwest of the view park correlates with the frequency of vehicle traffic on U.S. 67. Three... (laughs) Bing, bing. Three, the motion of the observed lights uh, was in a straight line corresponding to U.S. 67. Number four, when the group parked a vehicle on 67 and flashed its headlights, this was visible at the view park and appeared to be a Marfa light. And five, okay. a car passing the parked vehicle appeared as one Marfa light passing another at the view park. So they ultimately came to the conclusion that all of the lights observed over a four-night period southwest of the view park could be reliably attributed to automobile headlights traveling along 67 between Marfa and Presidio, Texas. There it is. Here comes another study. So we did some spectroscopic analysis. So for 20 nights in May of 2008, almost the whole month, scientists from Texas State University used spectroscopy equipment to observe lights from the Marfa Lights viewing station. They recorded a number of lights that, quote, could have been mistaken for lights of unknown origin. But in each case, the movements of the lights and the data from their equipment could easily uh, be explained as automobile headlights or small fires. Oh. Now, here's, here's something, just a fun little, fun little tidbit for all of us. Uh, every year, the town of Marfa celebrates a Marfa Lights Festival. It is one of the most popular oh. annual events in Marfa with live music, food, and a parade. And you can see Marfa oh. Lights pictures on the Marfa Lights website, and you can read more about the Marfa Lights in the news. Um, and the official Marfa Lights viewing area, if anybody wants to go visit it, 
is located nine miles east of Marfa on US 90 towards Alpine. And they say to bring an open mind and enjoy the great view. And that's the Marfa lights. I. They say to bring an open mind. Bring your open mind because we know it's fake. I think uh, we can. Because look at these headlights. Look at these headlights. I would actually um, maybe attribute it to both headlights, but also the atmospheric phenomena. I think that like yeah. easily between the two, you can explain a majority of the lights. And then when you throw in the atmospheric phenomena, you could probably use that temperature differential and like a weird mirage effect to explain why they might be like appear to move in like strange patterns or like things like that. It yeah. would definitely um, distort them. So I would, in my opinion, the most likely explanation is the two combined. Yeah. It seems like the perfect storm of things to make these lights. Yeah. You've just got like this very strange set of circumstances and there you have it. And, and that's the Marfa lights. There you have it. Um, you know, I love to go ahead and say aliens, but I don't think aliens or ghosts play a role in this at all. I think it's now here's what's strange because then people will be like, okay, but what did that guy see back in like the 1800s? And that I don't know. That could have though been the case where maybe that was just an atmospheric thing minus the car mm-hmm. lights or it's a yeah. tall tale, you know? And like, right. I, I, I don't know. Um, but to me, Nowadays, the most likely explanation is is a combination of the two. But if I were to go back to the 1800s, I would say probably had to do with the temperature. I I would think so. And campfires. I don't know what else it would be. It could have been campfires. campfires. Like I, you know, I I get it. So yeah, yeah. We're not saying it's not not aliens, but it's probably not aliens. <laughs> it's not likely aliens, but I'll... right. But but everything in my mind could also be aliens. So you know, that's right. You know, I love a good alien moment. But that's what I got about the Marfa lights. I think I think they've been successfully debunked. But it was still fun to read about. And it's it's interesting that these kind of light things happen all the time. Yeah, like in different areas. And now they've they've gone ahead and they've capitalized on it so much that they've created a viewing center. And now they have a festival, like the Mothman Festival in West Virginia. Yeah, big time. You know. Oh. I would die to go to the Mothman Festival. That would be fun. Do you want to go, dude? We should just do it. It's not that far. All right. Road trip, baby. They they have, Here like, waffles come. and shit and pancakes, if I remember correctly. Sign my happy ass up. Oh, that's a nice. I'm not supposed nice. to eat any of it, but it's going to happen. So I just was about to be like, can you not have that? No, I'll, I'll be in pain, but it'll be worth it for the Mothman. <laughs> Hashtag Mothman. Hashtag Mothman Festival. Anyway. Uh, let us know, you know, what you think. If you believe it's all aliens all the time, you know, I'm not going to hate, but I, I can't yeah. say I agree. Yeah. Let us know if you think the the rot house is haunted. Yeah. Let us know if you think these lights are real. Yeah. And, you know, we love we love hearing from you guys, too. So continue to send us very cool topics. Um, you guys, yeah, you guys find because... some wild shit. I, let me tell you. Dude, I Googled the the rot house and i was like what is this and then all of a sudden i was like what is this <laughs> yeah the, that one has like because it just got wilder energy. yeah very bizarre that one um that poor diver dude i know and the poor other two divers that just got sealed in and can you imagine he has to come up and then be sedated and can you imagine when he's asking about the other two divers they're like yeah they never came back i'd be like oh 
that's he's like I'm done here. You know, up his hands. I've I'm had over it. enough. Yeah, I'm going home and I'm going to bed, and that's and I'm what's staying happening. on land. <laughs> yeah. Woo! My God. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you know, you know the drill. Uh, let us know uh, what you think, and until next time, stay strange. Ha, 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 ha.